from Ennui. This is Ennui Talk. You can support the show and other Ennui projects by subscribing to Ennui Plus on Patreon. But for now, sit down and enjoy. Welcome back to the Ennui Talk podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Winter. As you all know, and today, I'm here with Knock Eric. No Eric, Eric, dude. Not, how did what the fuck? How did Chad? How did Chad pronounce it? Because he, he counted wrong he several times. Like Nelk Eric or something. I don't know. I don't even. I don't know. It's okay. I can't even. <laughs> I, how did he like spell it differently when he said it too? He said Nelk. Nelk Eric. What is that? Does Nelk mean something in Australia? No. As far as I know, no. Yeah, I, I don't know. No idea. That but uh, holy cow, that. How does it. Yeah? Mm. That shout out. How, how does it feel insane. to have. Sorry. Oh, that, that's crazy. Did Did you know that he listened at all? Like that he was a watcher at all? Did he what? Did you know that he watched your videos oh, yeah. at all? Yeah, yeah. For, for uh, probably a year now, he's been commenting on my, my stuff. They sent me like their cool shirts in the mail. We discussed like an affiliate thing, but. No, I don't know. Yeah, they, they've been commenting on my stuff for a little bit. Big, uh, That's crazy, because joke. Chad... They, oh, oh, God, yeah, because anything with views is huge. Like, him and Max have dominated that sort of, like... Like, Cold Ones is a fucking decent podcast, and it's good that it's it's a very special podcast. Everything, every episode feels very, very yeah, special. Yeah, they've been awesome um, set. The, oh, gold the videos and the editing doing, is so uh, well done as well. The new videos they've been doing are kind of like not podcasts. They do like a weird vlog type sit down in front of the computer react thing. Like they have a, a really get, it's good. format that they're working. I don't know. It's just like an amalgamation of a bunch of different uh, YouTube formats. It's like podcast plus react plus they're buying shit, you know, and like unpackaging stuff. It's like a really fucked up version of Retin Link. I've always thought of it as. Oh, yeah, good good comparison. I, I used to really like Retin Link. I would watch those guys daily. Before school, I'd wake it's up. crazy uh, how. Uh, wake up, eat a little Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean sandwich, and watch some Retin Link. Eat some hot food or something. Yeah, those, those guys are. Those guys have just taken off. I don't know. I, I'd be intimidated to talk to Retin Link. Holy cow. Oh Jesus! They're they're absolute legends in the the YouTube landscape. But let's 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 go back to you. Yeah. Um, no, Eric, you are a. What would you describe yourself as? So let's say you're at a. Well, not just somebody on the street because, you know, if they saw what you were making on YouTube, I think they'd be a bit intimidated. But if you were at a convention or you were at a a meet and greet with all these, I don't know, YouTube people, how would you describe yourself? Oh, I yeah, I'd say I'm a comedy channel. But I guess at first glance, if you don't really understand the, I'd say, nuance of my character, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to see his comedy. It just looks like some guy having a meltdown in public or, I mean, I, I don't even, I, 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 when I show my coworkers my videos, um, I, I have to preface it with like a big speech. Like, so I'm totally joking. This is obviously, you know me in real life, so this is not how I act. 
it's kind of a lot different than how I am in real life. I guess I'm a lot more quiet, I'd say. Laid back. See, see, that's very interesting. That's that's very much like me. Like, at work, I get called Marty all the time. And you have no idea how much that, that shit really, like... It doesn't... It just makes you... It doesn't, like, offend me or make me angry. It just makes me cringe because it's like... I have tried very hard to structure Marty's internet show as an internet show and not me and separate myself from the oh, character God. as much as I can while still making Marty seem quite, I don't know, real to an extent, much like how the character of Noke Eric is. Um, but it's it's hard. And then, and, you know, people... I've had some, some people say, is Marty the host of On We Talk? Like, is Marty the host of the podcast? And like, no, that is me. That is Matthew. Like, I don't understand. Is Like, are people just dumb? Or are people just, can they not separate the character from the real life me? I don't understand. Well, I can't even really separate the real life me from my character at certain points. I mean, I kind of take the stuff I'm thinking about and I, I, don't, I don't know. I kind of, there's always a message behind my video. It's, it's, it's never just like, um, totally, uh, not like myself you know what i mean i guess uh, i don't know i it's i can't really go in depth like a deep i'm like sitting here like how can i analyze my channel and find the hidden meaning behind everything i i, I mean a lot of it's just fucking around i guess a lot of it is me i, I don't even know yeah would you say that would you say that your channel and the character you play is just a heightened version of yourself for sure yeah, in a lot of ways. I mean, I I, I have uh, the thoughts that my character latches onto, but in, in real life, obviously, I wouldn't act this way. But now that I'm putting the camera on myself, I don't know. You watch like H three H three, and you see Ethan just doing the <laughs> and uh, I, is that a heightened version of himself? Does he cough like that in real life? I don't know. I mean. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just, it's taking the, it's heightening the, the, the quirky aspects, the, the odd aspects of yourself to make the character. Like for me, for, um, for Marty, there was, I found out that I could sort of like throw up really yeah. easy. So there were many, many older videos where it's like, you know, I'm taste testing some yeah. beer, or I'm yeah. taste testing something and I'll just throw it up all over the table. And you know, that's, that's quality comedy content. It is. It is on YouTube today. Some really old Marty's mailbags, they were. There's some, a few throw-up I don't know if you could really take that as a talent. Uh, if you could say, I could throw up really easy as a talent. I mean, I could do that too. I, I don't, gag reflex. Stick your hand down your throat. Well, it's, you know, if, it's, if, if it'll make people laugh, then to me, that's a, that's a quality talent, I think. Um, I wanted to mention, I found you from... Sorrow TV. Yeah. Sorrow TV did a... What was the video called? I think it was just like, oh, 10, 10 creators that and I recommend. Or something eight, like that. Eight YouTubers that have less subs that deserve more subs. That's what he called. Oh, my God. What a video. Yeah, I, 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 I'm so lucky by uh, being blessed by that guy. And his, his shout-out was really gracious. And he showed me first... So that was kind of a big deal. You know, not a lot of people watch 
the entire video for everything. So he put me right up front and center. And I feel, I think that I was one of the longest segments that he talked about. Too. Oh God. Yeah. Cause I think there was, there was so much to address. Like there was so much that you could say about your content and your channel. Um, for those who don't know, Sorrow TV is a, what would you describe him as? Is, is he a Reddit video yeah, creator? Yeah, I guess lack of a better an extension term? of like React where he reads comments and then, uh, you know, he does like voices and it, yeah, I guess, I guess it mainly revolves around Reddit, which pretty uh, lucrative market, I'd say, you know, you know it kind of sets up the video for, oh, God, yeah. um, but yeah, you know, I, I had been making videos for probably, I think like five years before the Soro TV shout out came. And then he uh, he made that video, and I, I I doubled in my like well, I have subscribers, I guess, in the single day. It's just it's insane that um, the YouTube algorithm does not really work in favor of small people at all. I guess I'm just saying YouTube algorithm as like a placeholder word because I don't really know what's controlling all this stuff. But um, yeah, they. Uh, you really need to rely on people shouting you out is the thing or, or appearing in somebody else's video. You know, uh, I always talk about H3H3, but uh, they blew up because of Filthy Frank, you know. Um, anything for views, we were just talking about him too, Filthy Frank. Do you remember um, the day that Vomit Cake appeared on Trending on YouTube? Oh, I do. I actually, I do remember that that exact day because it was, that is a video that today would, I, it wouldn't even be monetized today, but back then it was on the fucking trending I page. Number one. Like, uh, vomit cake? Vomit cake, I think. I can't believe that. Number one. Yeah, I, I guess it was that a more crazy. unfiltered time. And I don't know if it was, I, because I, I think in America for a long time, YouTube has completely decided what appears on trending. Um. I don't know about Australia. I, I think that the trending in Australia, I, I saw like a whole YouTube documentary about it where like in America, videos that appear on trending are, are completely decided by a team versus in Canada, Australia, Great Britain. It's all um, automatic. Interesting. Weird shit. So it's interesting to see, but, but then, but then there's, they have very, very heavy filters on those things like I could, I doubt a, a video by H3 today. Well, maybe actually, because I think that they've become quite brand friendly to an extent. Like obviously they're not doing anything yeah. super risque, but they've toned it down quite a bit without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, hey, you've probably seen the clip of it. He's saying like N word, F word, N word, F word over and over and over again. You know, it's, it's just like, Holy oh, shit. Yeah. If, if I had ended up saying that on live stream and um, the internet was ridiculing me over it, I would be sweating so fucking hard. It's just, yeah, it I definitely is a lot more filtered. I mean, they, they talk about just, they don't talk about anything too serious. They don't make big statements, um, which is a good, good idea, I think. Well, I think on the podcast, he's he's discussed like, subjects that I don't think he's as knowledgeable in and that sort of hurt his brand. But I think that's just the nature of being a podcast host at the same time. Like, but then again, then again, I feel like he could sort of like 
maybe get away from that a little bit, like discussing things that he doesn't have. Yeah. Not the right to discuss, but more like he doesn't have um, sort of an original thought, or he doesn't have a, um, like the, a unique perspective. They'll on tell it. him what the head, what the article's about, and then he'll read the headline and talk about it for a while, and then read the article. Yeah, I, I, I it is not my strong suit at all talking on podcasts or doing a live performance. And it, 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 I, I just like lock up. I don't, I don't know what it is, but. I'm always afraid to say the wrong thing, and I don't know. I, I just get, like, too, too wrapped up in my So props to these people for uh, putting their ass out there like that every day, every week. No, well, that's exactly right, because it's not, not everybody can do that. They really can't. Um, I wanted to I wanted to talk about it, because I wanted to talk about some youtube things, but before that, I wanted to talk about your video creation process. Okay. Um, Take me to the beginning. So, like, is it – you seem to do every video one by one. Is that right? Or do you have, like, a list of video ideas and it's like, I'll pick a few and I'll work over these no, over the next totally right. month or so, et cetera, et cetera? You're totally right. I just um, – I wait for the idea to come and then I do it. And I uh, there's been points where I've tried to, like, come up with a, a list for videos that I should make in the future, but – I, I need something to like inspire me, and for some reason, ideas that I wrote in the past don't seem to like hit it with me. Where I'm like, "Oh shit, I'll do that." So, to start out, I wake up, um, I feel like shit. I look at the analytics page on my phone on the YouTube app. I think, "What the fuck do I have to do?" I sit on my computer. I'll uh, pull up some Elder Scrolls Oblivion soundtrack, and. And uh, I'll just I'll try to think of some ideas. It could be related to a, a current trend. You know, I don't fucking know. But I sit there and I think and I think. And, and it probably takes me like four days to come up with a video that I'm like, okay, this is something I could do. It's a slow, tedious nail, like uh, pulling nails kind of. Interesting. So, because that, with, with my process when i've written episodes of marty's net show which is like probably more professional than it maybe should be for like somebody who's like got like 280 yeah. subs but you I know love, i love um, your thumbnails i love your set i love the poster oh, thank you i really appreciate that i appreciate the the stroking of my I need ego. a goddamn I'll, I'll microphone always. stand every <laughs> podcast has like this that's the true sign of uh professionalism if you have a microphone on a stand, it, it must like signify to all the viewers, this is a person I must respect. And also uh, a beard, you know? That You've is... got like the facial hair double <laughs> going on. I can't do that. A, yeah, of course. I'm... A beard is everything. All these. Do you not think, can you not grow a beard at all? Filthy Frank didn't have a beard. Uh, Casey Neistat doesn't have a beard. Jake Paul doesn't have a beard, but a lot. Logan does though. A beard means something, you know. It takes you to the next. Level. Anyway, have you tried to go a beard? Can you go a beard at all? Any it, facial it, hair? Really? It looks like a like a like a girl's. Doesn't uh, doesn't grow off very much. It's kind of in strands, and it's white too. I, even blonde or brown, it's just white, like light. It's the same color as my skin tone, so. 
It's not not worth having your skin. It just looks it's scruffy. Bad. It's not. Yeah, it looks like shit. Yeah, it just looks bad. Oh, yeah. Um, I want. I was gonna say that with my process, it's like okay. I try to, and this is it's the process has never worked out perfect. I've gone okay. I'm gonna produce a neck the next four, like a group of four of episodes, and I'll plan which ones I'm gonna do, and I'll I'll do the whole Dan Harmon. Like there's an the, there's like the eight points of um, I don't know like thing. Yeah, like I, I go really I into it and it's like I to make because I need to make sure it's going to be a really like the story actually makes sense and then I do that and then I write a script and most of it's like in the beginning it was like nearly completely ad libbed and then it was no it was nearly completely written and I end up ad libbing half of it and then the next stuff I wrote it was like mostly ad lib and improv, and then I needed to script some more stuff, and it's like, there's, there's fine tuning between how much to improv, how much to write, and I've never found, like, the really, really good balance. Yeah. When you make a video, do you... What is the, quote-unquote, scripting process of it? Is there a scripting process, or is it just like, okay, here are the, the things I'm going to hit? Yeah, I just do points. And I'm just going to go for I just it. do, like, uh, um, uh, like, Eric's mom yells at him. And then maybe I'll, like, write one line that's super important. Like, she says, go to your room, you know. And then I'll write, Eric fights back. And then I'll, we'll just kind of improv the rest. I'll say, she'll yell something at me, and I'll be like, hmm, that wasn't angry enough. Say it like this, you know. And then we go through it. I, mo- mostly uh, improvised. I, I, but I, I come Your mom is a great, great improviser. If uh, I have to like totally improvise everything, where I, I don't, um, if I'm just sitting down in front of the camera and talking, I have to almost completely script that out because uh, I'll just like see my face in the fucking preview monitor and freeze up. Mm, that's interesting. See, like I like, I love doing improv in front of the camera like a lo- my series marty's mailbag that was all just me sitting in front okay. of, of a camera at a desk with a like a bo- i'm unboxing something of some sort usually okay. and but usually i have somebody there with me to bounce off yeah i can i don't think i can do it by myself that's that's uh uh really important um i don't know you, you really have a different personality depending on who you're with and it's hard for me to make some jokes in front of my mom. That would be a lot easier, you know, with my friends holding the camera instead. So, and, and, uh, that's, what's really sad about some people in situations where they don't have any people that want to like help them make a video because I don't know. It it just sucks to be alone on this. I've made a lot of videos alone. Not lately. Not in the last few years. My family is always really like, it's, supportive yeah. of it they always want to help or i i beg them and my sister and my dad or my mom will take the camera it's always good to have people help out because i can't imagine doing half the stuff that you're doing on your own like you'd look like a fucking lunatic really like if they saw you know somebody covered in like the video that you did a few weeks ago or was it last week i think um the chocolate one and you're licking the chocolate off the oh, ground yeah. with your friends and you know you yeah. got covered in the chocolate all over your body and it's like if somebody saw that that really they would be you know a bit a bit creeped out yeah there were people that uh, interacted with me i just didn't uh, put it in video 
I, I, I also have like a, a, a worry about filming people in public that are interacting with me. As, holy shit, the storm is coming down. I was about to say it earlier. It's thundering like crazy. Can you hear that? You're going to need to add, you're gonna need to add some digital storm sound effects later in this. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, when I did the chocolate thing, there was like a bus driver that uh, was filming me as I was running around. And she yelled something at me. Like she, I, she said something like, take a sh- shower. I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah. I, I, oh, the... Yeah. That's good stuff. Like, I wanted to... Would you... Because... I don't know. Because it seems like like there's not a lot of... Not that there's a lot of not, a, not a lot of effort in the idea or the scripting process. But do you prefer the development of, you know, coming up with the idea and the scripting of the idea, the filming or the editing process? Oh, man. There's, there's little parts that I like of everything. Um... And it just totally depends. I guess I would like the editing stage the most if I had really good footage that, um, and I knew how I was going to put all the puzzle pieces together because that's a really uh, euphoric feeling. You know, you just know what you have to do and you are getting to the end. You can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I, I, I have a lot of fun filming, but it's also kind of stressful. Um, I, I get wrapped up and I tell myself like, okay, I'm kind of running around. My heart is racing. I'm sticking the camera to the wall with tape, trying to get it going. Oh, my fucking cat's meowing to the door. Stuart, go away. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'd say uh, probably. Fucking uh, cat. I, yeah, every stage has its perks. I mean, it, it could also be total hell making a video. It depends what mood you're into. I mean, in the writing stage, I kind of feel desperate and lost. But once I, I get that idea I, I, and I'm running with it, that's another feeling. See, I've, I've always felt like myself. I'm a much better, I think I'm a much better writer and, I don't know, producer of the content, putting it all together. Then I am probably, I'm a sh- dog shit actor, I can tell you that. I just, you know, I just put on this this little voice like this, and I'm just doing my thing, and then I just fuck around on camera. Try, and it's more, I'm very more, I'm more conceptual than I am being a good actor, or all that. And the editing, it's like, that's where, mm, a lot of the time I fucking hate editing. You hate um, it? A lot of the time I fucking hate it. Sometimes I love it. I think it's. I think it's like how you, what you said. If you have really good footage, you know where it's gonna go. Like that's when it's fucking. That's when it's fucking golden. Like I remember the first season of Marty's Net Show. That was really. I don't know that actually took us like two, three, four months to film because we like reshot stuff and all this sort of thing. We didn't rush it at all. And there was there was some really really fucking yeah. It it really was. And it was only like me and then. Brad, who was my co-star, and then Hayden, who was filming, and it was, it wasn't really much, um, but what I really, in, I don't know, I think we just, like, took the time to do it, and editing was great, because I did it with Hayden, and we put it on the big screen, and we sort of went bit by bit by bit, I don't know, but it was very, that first, I think when I initially started writing stuff, 
it was more, okay, I'm going to write some really good stuff. Like I had this, there was one of my favorite bits or jokes was in one of the first season's episodes, it was about Marty becoming a, a famous YouTuber, going viral. Oh, internet. And it was, he did his own, he did his own Coney 2012 and it was, um, it was Marty 2012 and he was ta- talking about how Martin Lawrence was the leader of this like black Satanist cult. Another classic. Um, and obviously he got a v- very much a classic and he ended up getting like, and he gets sued by Martin Lawrence and blah, blah, blah. Like he was saying like, oh, Big Mama's house was that, he was just using that so we could like get ahead in Hollywood and all this other shit. That's um, all my- And it was very, very funny. It's just schemes. Well, uh, that, yeah, yeah, I guess that'd be it another uh, a- good way to describe my channel. I, I come up with a lot of schemes. I mean, they're really dumb, but uh, that is what they are. You know, like uh, Hacking Soros YouTube channel. That was one of my uh, bits. That's good. And See, I like, like toilet that. paper. See, like, I... Th- you know, schemes. Do you, get, do you get into a... With, like, with me, like, recently, probably, like, the last... I think, like, the last season of my internet show I did, I got into... I got too wrapped up in... I want to make this go viral and I want to make this like big and I want to make this like, but then I was also like, I need to get content out every two weeks. Oh, and it's like, yeah. I, I fucking burnt myself out. Like burnout is a, was a huge, huge thing for me. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I guess, um, I, I think for me, at least burnout is just like this continuous feeling. Uh, th- there are only like a few moments, I guess the day I am making a video, is the are the only times I'm overcoming the YouTube quote burnout. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to make videos, I think, and especially I I, I I have a bigger audience than you, but with no but not a lot of people watching our videos, it's also hard to get that um, guidance from your audience, like to tell you what they like and what they don't like. I mean, if you post a video that you think is really funny and it gets one like and 30 views. You're like, well, what the fuck is wrong with me? Why, why does nobody? Like me? And I just think that's, um, the fault of YouTube. You post a video on TikTok, you have zero followers. Thousands of people will see it just automatically. And that could be because of the, the way it's formatted. You know, you like swipe through videos and instead, um, like clicking on a thumbnail and there's millions of thumbnails on the screen, but, Still, you know, they they get people get more exposure just by posting. YouTube, you don't get any of that shit. No, not anymore. Like it used to be that, like you know, the more you post, the more you come up in people's like obviously your sub feeds, but then you know the more the more content you're putting out, the more minutes watched, et cetera, et cetera. All that sort of all the shit that it's like it. Like obviously you got to it's it's adapt or perish with the platform and like that's what it is. But then when everybody tries to adapt to it, it just doesn't seem to work. Yeah. It's like uh, what I don't understand actually is like there's been some like look at like for example Nerd City, that is you know long videos that come out every few months. That shouldn't go like that shouldn't work. That shouldn't become a successful uh, channel. Somebody putting out a 20, 30 minute video every like four yeah. months. How does that work? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. It, it, I, I, I don't know if how quickly you post videos matters. If the the viewers really like your video, you know, it could build a lot of hype. Um, it, 
I don't know. I would hope that if I waited, if I didn't post a video for the next five months, you know, I, I would definitely lose subscribers because that's what happens if I don't post videos for two weeks. The number will like start slowly dropping down for some reason. Like there's these people that are like actively looking at their subscriber list and see that, oh, no, Garrick didn't post in two weeks. Doink, unsubscribe. I don't know who's like that, but I guess there are people that are like that. Um, but, uh, Dumb. yeah, it, it could hype me up. Uh, some of my favorite YouTubers rarely post. Uh, I think, like, because cold ones don't post it often. Like, you know, the, the podcast is very irregular. Yeah. And their videos are becoming more, they're becoming more regular, but they're still not, um, I wouldn't say they're very consistent at all. And even with the types of videos they make, you know, they're kind of breaking away from podcasts, at least in the last few videos I remember. Let me see. Mm. Like, exactly right. Yeah, I don't, yeah, they made like a, uh, of, I don't know. Mm. They made a uh, fucking, what was the website? The T Fiverr, Fiverr video. Yeah, Fiverr. It's a great video. Absolutely great video. Yeah, product testing videos for some reason are so I don't know. big. Test a product and you boom. Yes, but at the same time, Content. at the same time, they're not for like they're, they're not brand friendly at all. I think they've probably you know obviously like all the uncensored stuff is on their Patreon, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, um, but I think to an extent, like they like, I don't know if their videos are getting monetized. Like they they very well might because I know like you know they they cut it up a bit and all that sort of stuff and you know I think they're doing the best they can with what they've got. And I think like the brand deals are probably the biggest oh, thing yeah. that they've they've got going for them for sure. Yeah, Patreon, they have a lot because of they sh- I think. They oh fuck yes they do. And that's what's that's what's helping me out. Patreon's awesome. And it's like it's a very it is, it's a very good platform. And I think for like somebody like Cold for Cold Ones specifically, just for an example, it's a very good formula of um like their formula is, okay, we'll put the censored version out for free and the complete uncensored version out on Patreon. And that shit will work because it's like, oh, I, I don't want to fucking watch fucking 40 minutes when it's like, I don't get to hear all the, the fucks and the, all uh, that sort of shit. When I could pay like a few dollars a month and get everything completely uncensored. And I think that that's a, like a really good um, strategy for their Patreon. Do you, with your Patreon, which is like semi-successful for sure, like for, for the content you're putting out yeah. and the, the sort of audience yeah, you have. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I, well... You know, I, I, uh, there's a lot of, I give out, like, I, I sell the, the ass paintings, you know, I put paint on my ass and I push the canvas up to it. Um, and I, I, I do that for 20 bucks a month. That probably costs, I think like $5 per painting. So that's a decent $15 profit off of that. But, uh, yeah, I know I, I have a really dedicated, uh, Patreon fan base. There's, there's one guy on there that's giving me like a hundred fucking dollars a month i i don't know it's like oh, he's probably like fuck. bill gates or something <laughs> uh, um, when that actually sort of reminds me of when you said like it's like you, you and well and i as well like it's when you have such a small audience it's hard to go okay to, to look in your youtube comments and go okay like what do people actually want to see yeah. I think that's what the advantage of having a Patreon is as well. Uh, yeah. It's not even just the money you get. It's th- the small community you get that can actually give you legitimate feedback. Even if it's only a handful of people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, How many people are on Patreon right now? To, uh, <laughs> I, I, I uh, used to show my friends my videos, and they at first weren't very interested at all. But uh, I, at this point, they're pretty into it. I mean, uh, so you, you need you need people around you to bounce off of. Uh, How many have you got on there now, Patreon subscribers? Say that again. How many Patreon subscribers do you have on there uh, right now? Patreon, I think like fifty or so. And, like, it's not many, but it really... Oh, I can imagine how much of a difference that makes. Because, like, any Patreon subscriber I get, it's like, hooray, I'm getting a little bit of extra money, and I've got a, a fan who is, you know, actually wanting to pay money to to support the content. You don't get that a lot. Say that again, that last part. Um, I was just saying that it's, like, it's really good to have just because I'm I'm very thankful when anybody subscribes to my Patreon because it's like you know somebody is going oh, out of their yeah, way yeah, to yeah, yeah. pay it's for like, content. It's, it's a huge deal that somebody's willing to pay you every month. Most people aren't even willing to get like a fucking Spotify subscription, you know. So I don't know. It, it makes my day if I wake up and I see that I have a patron, or even if it's like somebody that just decided to message me on Instagram or something. I'm like. Holy shit, I'm making a difference. And you wouldn't think with like, I don't know. Because, like, well, okay, I, cause I, when I found you, I was, I'll admit, I fanboyed a bit. I was like, this is, the, the specific video was getting hunted by subscribers, where you were how, well, getting hunted by your subscribers. You know, you had your meetup. Because that was shot when you had a meetup, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, that was that was a meetup, yeah. I mean, that was the whole goal. I mean, for the meetup, it's not even like the main goal isn't to have the meetup; it's to make the video. So there's a lot of um, behind the scenes of me talk, like telling how I want the crowd to act, you know, and and that being hunted by my subscribers when I told everybody to be like um, bored, seeming, and depressed, and then kind of just turn on me. I don't know it. Yeah, I love I love that one. Um, that stuff like that where you set up a format where you don't have to do a bunch of um, acting, like where you don't have to just remember a bunch of lines and then act like a certain character and give a, a believable expression. It, it's really cool to make a video where. You just come up with a uh, a premise where all the acting is just natural. I mean, me running away from people trying to hunt me is, uh, you know, how do, I, I'm not. There's not really me faking that. You know, they're actually chasing me. So, you know, like like uh, and, and, and well, always back to yeah. cold ones. They make videos where they are like reacting to stuff and then they play with the product. It's just an, a really nice setup. See, I think with that video people specifically, people do food taste tests, shit like that. Boom, you know, you don't even need to act; you just chew, and then be like, mm, "That shit's good." Exactly right. It's just the reaction of. But I think with like that video specifically, it was very concept heavy. It's like, okay, getting hunted by subscribers. You have your your premise. You you know, you go and run, and then you have all these decoys, blah blah blah, and it's just like. 
Yeah. Everything, and because it's very, like, because the character of Noke Eric is, like, very amateur anyway, the amateurish aspect comes off very well. It just seems very realistic. It seems very genuine. And then it's, and that's, that made, it makes a fucking great video. Like, that, I honestly think that is the best video you've made. I, I think it's one think of the best, so. too. Thank you. I appreciate that. I was really inspired by uh, Nathan For You. Um, I love Nathan Fielder. Oh, great show. Um, Absolute great that, show. It, it would just be my dream to be writing YouTube videos that are like that. Um, the video where I uh, scam my super fans, quote unquote, that one's totally like a oh, Nathan For You ripoff. I mean, I, these people ask if they could come visit me. Um, I act like I'm a total piece of shit by wanting to scam a bunch of money out of them. I make my mom act like she's terminally ill and I can't afford her medicine. I, I, I love Nathan for you. Fucking classic. Oh, I've, I've actually been binging. I, that's actually what I've been binging recently because it's like I wanted to sort of do a change in my own content and it was like his work is just fucking fantastic. Like he plays such an awkward... He's playing himself. Do you know what I mean? Like just a heightened yeah. version of his own awkwardness. And like from in the the beginning seasons are very just like simple like you know going to the um holy going a little to different businesses blah Did blah you hear blah. That? Did you but that he's... fucking thunder strike right there. No, I didn't. Oh I didn't at all. Oh it was really my bad. God, it's crazy out there. Matthew, I'm even not hearing it at Nathan all. Nathan has the most elaborate ideas. I was just watching the one where the man um pitches to a hotel. The idea that they send in, um, like a what are those? What is that fucking bug? Just people that kill bugs. Like, yeah, what are they fucking yeah. called? That um, uh, I, I know the words. It's yeah, bug yeah, killers. Like what the fuck are they called? They're called people that kill like bugs. Fumigators or people that kill bugs. People like <laughs> people that kill bugs. Um, they, is it fumigating? Is pest it? Control. Exterminator. Yeah. He set up a That's pest it. control business where they made it look like they were delivering delivering an award to the hotel, but it was actually like an elaborate ruse to clean the hotel from having cockroaches or whatever. And they, they literally had the cleaner like crawl inside a little box, and, they, and Nathan wheeled wheeled him around. I'd love to work on that show. Oh my god. That'd be absolutely fantastic. I think... Well, okay, let's... Before we sort of end our main episode, and actually, do you want to stick around for about, like, another 20 minutes, half an hour, and uh, do a bonus yeah. episode yeah. for my Patreon, if that's all right? Yeah, let's do Fuck it. Yes. Um, I wanted to ask... Let's say you have the money. Let's say um, you suddenly get real big, yeah. like, 100K subs, 150K subs. Oh, you got to... You know, you got people buying merch. You got people joining the Patreon. What sort of content do you want to make? And is it, do you think you can do the format that you're doing for, not forever, because I, I don't think you can do anything. Yeah, forever, I know what you mean. But do you think you can do it for many, many, many years? Um, my dream, I, 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 I don't know. I just totally idolize the people that have that set up. You know, I keep going back to Cold Ones, the H3 podcast. They have a team. They have this fucking office. A bunch of people that want to hear their opinion. Um, I, I don't know. I, I would, I would like to be a little more informative. Um, 
be do do educational videos. I don't want to just like put something out there that I put out every single week that is just like fucking video popcorn. I think there's just way too much um, shit out there where it's just like, okay, this is the retin link I get to watch today, or this is the um, Max Mofo Pokemon unboxing that I'm gonna watch today. It's not like those aren't videos that people are gonna remember forever as historical, you know, it, it's not a video that they're going to want to show their grandkids. I don't, who knows? Are people going to show their kids YouTube videos? Probably not. I think if it's special enough though, that's the thing is it's like, I think like maybe at the rate of putting out a weekly video, maybe not. But if you're putting out like, I really liked Filthy Frank's um, schedule. It was just a big monthly video. It's like, you know, you come in your feed and it's like, oh, a new Filthy Frank video and he's with some black guy in a wheelchair yeah. and he's pimping out his fucking ride. That's fucking sick. Yeah, um, there's a lot of planning what, in def- it. Define educational though. Because I wanted to, what do you mean by educational? Like what, what would your, what's your vision maybe, for that? Uh, maybe that I would like, you, you know, people expose other YouTubers and that's kind of negative. So I, I don't know, just educate people about something that's going on in the world, you know, I'll talk about China or something, you know, or maybe like slavery in Africa, or global warming, something, something like that. Or you just have, you just want to have something to say, don't you? Yeah. I, I don't Rather than just shit, like covering yourself in fucking chocolate. It'd be cool to do like uh, journalistic type stuff where I'll, I'll, I'll put myself out now. I don't know. Something with substance, you know. I don't want to make lunchtime with Smosh. No, oh, I know. Oh, Jesus Christ, that was lunchtime with Smosh. That was a fucking flashback in my head. Jesus Christ. Do you ever uh, see? Uh, um, is it a good idea to microwave this? You remember that? No, no, no I don't actually. It's a, it was a group of white guys that uh, put a microwave in a garage, and then they put tin foil on the garage door. And then blew stuff up in the microwave, and they did it for years, and it was one of the biggest YouTube channels. Is it a good idea to microwave this? And uh, no one's gonna remember them. You know, they're just gone now. It's they're dust in the wind. But I guess uh, I'm sure one day every YouTube video will be deleted, completely forgotten. I'm sure the internet will. You know, when the nukes drop, oh, it's all gonna go. See, that's the. Th- I don't know. It makes me feel really. I don't know. Like my biggest video, my the first episode of my Zenet show only has five hundred views. But when I think about that, that's five hundred people. Like five hundred yeah, people is a lot of people is. in the end. Like I I try to humble myself to an extent. Like obviously one day I want my videos to at least make one thousand views because it's kind of embarrassing. It's like this video has like hundred views. Yeah. This one has like seventy five oh, views. Yeah. Some of my best videos have less views, and it. It's off, hard to quantify know, how many like, you know, that's people just that actually is. You know, five hundred people is a lot. Of people. It, it and it really is. It is. It really is. I think it's just I don't know, but it's. I think it's. Oh, I try to make videos that make a difference for sure, but it's like it's not just as you said, just like popcorn content. It's not just stuff you can sit there and go ha ha. Like I don't want to make a fucking um. Who's a good example? Um, an Amy Schumer movie where it's just like, ha ha, um, 
look at her, she's doing stupid things, blah, ha, ha. She's making jokes about sex and stuff. And then you turn it off and it's like, there's no thought into it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I want to make stuff that makes a difference. Even if it's just like very well conceptually done. Like I think like, I think really well put together comedy that is like very thought provoking, which is like, sometimes it's the dumbest shit, of course. But like even that stuff like really inspires me and like makes a difference. Do you know what I mean? Like, because entertainment is entertainment in the end. Yeah. I, I, I like um, comedy that has, you know, the, the, I guess a good example that I've been watching really recently is the new season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And uh, they kind of mm-hmm. they have like a political message behind every single episode where they're just kind of, um, I don't know, poking fun at a group of people or just pointing out the hypocrisy of something. And I'm personally, I'm not ready to start making statements you know, or, or, um, make a video that has a point where I'm kind of just like, I, I don't know. There's, there's a way to, to make fun of everything and and do it tastefully and also make people think like, huh, maybe I shouldn't be so offended about this or, huh, maybe, um, it's, I don't know. Soon in the future, I think a lot of jokes are going to be normalized, you know? Uh, race jokes or sex jokes or shit like that is just going to be totally I think it's going to the counterculture is going to explode I don't even know even like with with It's Always Sunny like they have like pushed the limit I think it's because they're on cable television as well like they're not on a main um, on a main network, yeah. they're not on network television. They can get away with like so much stuff. Fuck yeah, well, they had, they had a whole episode about a guy that was gonna commit suicide off of the roof. So, I, I, I don't know. The writers are either really, they're, they're, they just they do the joke really well. I guess is the point I was gonna make is uh, they could joke about anything. Um, at South Park, they make jokes about anything because they just have a really good writing. And if they're going to make fun of something, they're going to do it uh, just in the right way, you know? And that's what it is. It's all about, it's all about the execution, 100%. Um, before we wrap up our main episode and we head into the Patreon for our On We Talk Extra, right. um, Nick, Eric, tell me, g- give me, what do you want to say to the people listening? Shout out your social medias or your uh. YouTube channel or whatever the fuck. Whatever. Okay. Uh, thank you for listening to me talk for a little bit. You could look up my YouTube channel, Milk Eric. Hit the bell, the Taco Bell icon. I'm on Twitter. If you want to see me have a meltdown, you can follow me on Twitter. But, uh, you know, YouTube's the, the main deal. Check out my YouTube. Yeah. Thanks for listening to me. Thanks for having me. Ennui Talk is hosted by Matthew Winner, produced by Ennui. You can listen to the show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or watch it in its entirety at youtube.com slash TV one You can show your support by becoming an Ennui Plus member, where you get exclusive series and podcasts, early access, and member-only perks. Join us at ennui.tv forward slash plus. Thanks for listening.
We'll see you next week.